Okay, let's see. Oh shit, we're yes. in. We're recording? Yeah. Yeah. That bass slide in was great. I know. It's cool. Bass slides. They're always the underrated hero. Yeah. Well, now you just have the 808 do that. You're right. That, that movement. But You're right. It always is like a big emotional like power. Thing. Emotional, yeah. Oh, these drums sound awesome, dude. Actually, the bass is maybe like the, already is jumping out of the MVP. It's pretty fat. I really it like is. that tone. <laughs> this drum beat, classic. This is I can just like picture like the kid in your middle school who yes. plays guitar and it's like I'm on the drums I only know this beat yes <laughs> yes it's so accurate <laughs> nice little uh, chord there right? yeah it's like a second inversion mm-hmm. yeah I like the ba- like when the basses and the guitars play the same riff you yeah. can really hear like the sonic difference or you just think it's one thing you're like it's just the guitar <laughs> This is a cool vocal melody too. Gwen Stefani stole it for her like Ooh. her like first single after No Doubt, whatever right. that song was. I forgot. God, that's my favorite part. This part? The channel going yeah, into yeah. this. It's weird. It is it is a really weird chorus. Yeah. It's a weird fucking song. It's about some weird stuff too. Yeah. I love this part. Super Weezer. Great guitar solo too. Um, it's it's really well like arranged right. the solo. It's not just like some dude. You can tell it's a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're at bar sixty-eight of this podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> This was a good, a really good era for rock band recordings. Yeah, Maybe not dude. the best playing in history, but right. the records sound great. I know. Like, those cymbals are just right there. Some cool stuff with his vocal, too. Yeah, I love the distortion mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. I know we could talk about uh, recording vocals like that. Yeah. Because you don't hear a ton of distortion on vocals, but it can be really uh, effective. Also love the ooh, is that a yeah, yeah, yeah. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta have you gotta have those Michael Jackson sounds. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast where we explore songs we like, we research what they mean, how they're recorded, why they're written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Um, thanks for for sticking with us during our legal battles with yeah. UMG. I know. Is that, is that, I know. <laughs> um, today we're puffing on the track Hashpipe by Weezer. <laughs> Uh, it was released in April of 2001 as the lead single off the band's soon-to-be legendary Green album. I know. You like the the Weezer album color situation? It sort of makes their career seem more fun. Yeah. I don't know what I mean by that. It like, catalogs it better. I know. It is fun. Even though it seems dumb whenever I think about it. Especially like the color green that they chose. Yeah, that color green is weird. Yeah. How, how would you describe it? Like lime? Not really though. Not it's like even. lighter. It's, like, lighter. it's got like a little bit of yellow in it yeah. or something. They're such a goofy ass band. We I, got... know. <laughs> I know. Which kind of makes sense because rock and roll can't be cool anymore. 
Right. So like you might as well become nerdy with it. I guess right. that kind of fits. Maybe that we're going to about to discover that Weezer yeah. is a little bit cooler than we thought. Yeah. By being Definitely not cool. huge underrated band. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a long career too and like I like the different eras. Like in this one I I really like them at this point when yeah. this came out. I love the song. Um the song peaked uh at number 2 on the charts. It was recorded at Cello Studios in Los Angeles and was written by lead singer Rivers Cuomo. What a dope. Is he re- related to the the New York Cuomo's, like <laughs> yeah. I, I, for real though. I mean, I know it's just like an Italian I know. name, but could be right. Could be. I mean, by some distant <laughs> uncle or something. <laughs> um, it was produced by the legendary Rick Ocasek, who produced the band's first album, the Blue Album. Right? Wow. And um, Rick Ocasek, also little known fact, uh, not really a little known fact, but he was the lead singer of a little band called the Cars. Right. Who you know. Just what I needed. I know. My best friend's girl. Not Jesse's girl, but my best, best friend's, friend's girl. girl. Different. But yeah, so Rick Ocasek, I think he really helps this band. Definitely. Because I feel like the production on the first album and this one, which is their third album, just makes them just po- power pop rock. Exactly. Yeah. They make It's a rock band that can make music accessible to pop audiences. But doesn't like sacrifice some of these stylistic elements of rock and roll. Exactly. Like the, it's not like, oh, it's not like Ocasek okay, so came in and was like, let's like replace some of these guitars with synthesizers. Right. It's right. like he makes right. the guitars and it's like, maybe the songwriting is what makes it pop. It has to be. Or just their, uh, their desire to really like go for certain sections. Right. Because yeah. the, the foundation of like the instruments is a rock band. Yeah. You have big guitars, big drums, fat bass. And it's like, well, that's a rock band. So it has to come down to the songwriting and the arrangement. Um, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, it, because people that don't like rock music can still like Weezer. Yeah, yeah. They seem – and the, it's it's great for them because then those people get to pretend like they love rock music. Exactly. They're like, it's oh, great. yeah, like, I like Weezer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like who's, like who's like the one for like the rap music? Like, oh, I like – uh, I like Eminem. Yeah, I like rap music. I, yeah, I feel like it's like or or Kanye. <laughs> Kanye is a good one. That's a good one. one. That, yeah, that's what I was looking or for. Or like, I guess nowadays it's it's like Kid Cudi, probably. I know, I like is Kid he, Cudi. Is he, is he popular? Still? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's been a while since I've been to a house party. Yeah, there you go. The last yeah. house party I went to was fun, but they weren't playing no music. What the fuck is that? Different times, man. Yeah. Different times. But there's no excuse because everyone's got Bluetooth speakers and yeah. stuff. Why would you have, how could you have a party without music? Like, even if the party is sophisticated, right. just throw in a little Bach, like half volume. <laughs> Do something cool with it. Um, apparently, Cuomo wrote Hashpipe on the same night as the, the he wrote the song Dope Nose, which is the first single off right. the, the Weezer's next album right. called... Uh, I'm loving Maladroid. the two, like, why, both of them are, like, drug-related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope well, nose and hash pipe. Well, you, okay, you, I'm onto something? Yeah, exactly. Okay, you got okay, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. The story goes that Cuomo took a bunch of Ritalin and had three <laughs> shots of tequila, paced around for a while, then maniacally sketched out both songs. So, Luke, I've got to ask, what are some crazy examples you've seen of people getting into the zone? I've I've seen people get in the zone. Um, I don't know if I've seen people take a bunch of Ritalin. I've never seen anybody take. Actually, I have. It's it was like generic Ritalin because Ritalin that's like speed. a for HD ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like a, it's, it's supposed to kind of chill you out, right? Yeah, but it's just speed. I think. I, yeah. I don't know why speed calms down people who are hyperactive yeah, as I don't opposed know. to just like 
double. Even I guess double it. I guess it can't. It cancels. It like two neck. Two okay, negatives okay. make a positive. Imaginary numbers. Two positive. I don't. Two yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Fuck math. Yeah, what's called math? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know why speed calms people down? <laughs> I, it's like I almost want to look this up. Why does speed calm? ADHD down. This is why people listen to the podcast. I mean, it is interesting though. Um, because it blocks the reuptake of dopamine. So it, it blocks the sensors or something. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so he just got fucked up and like wrote these songs, yeah. and they're both kind of about drugs. Kinda, kinda, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind At of. least the t- the title. The title is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen some people do weird shit in studios, like oh, to yeah. get in the zone. Oh yeah. Um. Do you do anything to like get you in the zone? I know you're not. You don't even like drink coffee. No, no. Yeah, I stick to my tea. Do you have like a, a ritual of some kind? Like, let's say you're. Are you working tonight? Mm, well no not tonight okay but like let's say you were doing a session 12 hours right Or like oh you got one today that's right you you got one right after this so you got a six six hour session right coming up um what how do you prep for it you just show up cold you just fucking raw dog it i like i like to get that as long as i'm there early yeah cool you just i just have to be in the space yeah before things get going got it got it you can't just come in hot you need to kind of sink into it yeah i think so too i've experiment with all sorts of weird things like Like, like, used to meditate right before I would go on stage. Uh-huh. That was always really crazy because, like... Well, it's two very different energies. Yeah, but that was always <laughs> cool because, like, it would take me three songs of playing and then be like, oh, shit, like, there are people here. Right, <laughs> right, right. There's a whole thing going on. <laughs> what song are we on? <laughs> uh, now, now I just... Now I'm, like, ugh, I'm fucking old. Now I just drink tea in a thermos and read. Yeah, that sounds right amazing. Before. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. it's just... A nice way to settle in. God, um, reading is so great. It's so funny. We're so funny. Like, like, I'm definitely cooler. I seem cooler, and you definitely seem cooler than this fucking dude from Weezer. But we're the ones, like, reading and drinking tea. I know, and he's, and he's like, he's <laughs> he's going on tequila. a bin, yeah, and then writing a fucking rock <laughs> mega fucking song. Like. Um, according to Cuomo, the song is, quote, a totally insane song about a homosexual transvestite prostitute. Exactly. End quote. Yeah, weird. It's not about drugs. Hash yeah. Or a drug how game. did ha, how this song is probably more relevant now than ever? Yeah. How did this song become popular? It's so weird. That's well, such I mean, a specific it's like, thing. It's like the people don't know what it's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't know until I no, until I had looked it up one day and. and because I think I was teaching it at school of rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're a kid, you just it's just the song. It's a cool. song. Yeah. yeah, it's the whole thing. Like you ever hear the people talk? Like there's all these videos about you know the song, uh, "Kiss by a Rose," the seal yeah, song. Yeah. Like is it is it really like a romantic song or is it a song about cocaine? Oh, yeah, definitely cocaine, right? Right. Yeah. And it's like well, people don't realize. Yeah. That. I always I always or think that's, that it could be that you know like I always think that's cool because then you get like um if it becomes a really popular song and people cover it. You get to see how it means different things Ex- to other people. Oh, exactly. Like I started playing on my gigs. I recently I started playing like the Dolly Parton song uh-huh. "I Will Always Love You." you know of that course, one? yeah. So it's like I listened to it yesterday a bunch of times. I was working on like a good transcription because I've been playing it like ass, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I listened to the Whitney Houston one, and I'm like, these feel like two totally different songs. Exactly. Like the Dolly Parton one is kind of like the sentiment that gets conveyed is like. We, I can't be there for you, but right. like, go your own way. Everything's cool. Like, right. I always love you. Whereas the Whitney Houston one is like, I need you. Exactly. I can't live with it. And it's exactly. the same lyrics. So I guess that's just like in the performance. Exactly. There's another song. Oh, man. I just had it. I was just thinking about it. Oh, the um, uh, Imagine. Yeah. The John Lennon song. Yeah. I feel like that gets 
interpreted so many different ways. You heard, you heard the perfect circle version. Oh, I, love, yeah, that I think that's cool. the one that's, that that one fits that better. Fits yeah. the narrative of what it's about. Oh, so we got to get um, maybe Adele to do hash pipe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who would make a good hash pipe cover? Uh, I mean, Whitney Houston, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Let's get some leaf blower. I know. Sound in here. Love it. This is the second time we tried to record podcast for Hashpipe. This is a technical difficulty. You know what? I wonder podcast. if the last time we tried to do the Hashpipe, it was because they were blowing leaf blowers. It, it could have been. It could have been. Could have been. Um, I think it's funny. I yeah. mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as they're not blowing it on your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the label hated this song. I can, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I the, can imagine. And they didn't want the band to release it at all. Not even just as a single. You know, I think I could see how the mix is important for this song yeah. and if they if they had showed up to the label with like a rough or like a demo of the song mm-hmm. i could see how it wouldn't go over well just being like yeah maybe this this is pretty good but like maybe we don't need to invest yeah hundreds of thousands of dollars into promoting like this i could, or whatever. See, I could yeah. see it and then maybe like the title maybe throws them off like i could yeah. see it going different ways i thought this was a cool it seems like a cool single in weezer's career because it's got to be the most like rock and roll fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why they blow it in the ac <laughs> unit <laughs> it's this is the most rock and roll song weezer definitely, ever, ever recorded definitely because they do grind this line of yeah. like kind of clean alt but then they, they turned pretty pop they i would say pre- they, like, they eventually do turn pretty pop um with like, that like, like beverly and hills and beverly hills Ugh, that's I, when it really started going that's the school of rock Song. Oh my God, you're for, right. I, I had to teach that song for so many years. You're right, and it's funny. Like I kind of like the song. I now. do. I hated it though for I so know. long. It made me hate. It's that in Seven Nation Army, <laughs> which which is so funny that nobody can play that correctly. It's become the new like Smoke on the Water. You're oh my where God. people play the riff and it's like, well, he's actually harmonizing. It's a, it's fourths. It's you're, not just like power chords. Right. You're absolutely, <laughs> it is the new Smoke on the Water. Uh, the guitar riff for Hashpipe was partially inspired by the theme from Peter Gunn detective TV series oh, from I the 60s. Oh, I don't 60s. know that. It's composed by the great Henry Mancini. You got pulled pull it oh, up, Oh, yeah. Can, Henry Mancini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theme from Peter Gunn. You'll you'll recognize it. Oh, and you'll be like, oh, it is kind of the same. Can I just type it in Spotify, you think? Yeah, yeah. Henry Gunn. A Henry theme. Mancini. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it still comes up. That's how popular it was. Um, uh, and then what's a oh, theme? Peter Gunn. Let's see. Yeah, you might want to just throw Peter into the search bar now, and it's, it'll come. Look at yeah, this. there we go. You'll recognize it, too. Blue Bossa. No. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I definitely know this Yeah, song. this is like a famous... Thing. And it's it's funny. It does sound like Hashpipe. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's always cool to like trace the the weird long line of music history. Wow. Where it's like they definitely watched that TV show as kids. Like it was on the yeah. background. It was probably like their version of like Seinfeld. Right. Right. right or whatever. Right. And she's like, oh yeah, let's write a fucking riff about that's awesome. Homosexual transvestite prostitute. And, yeah. Yeah. And drugs and. I'm going to take these tequila shots. Um, 
So that's cool. Another thing before I, I yeah, let, let me just ask you, how the fuck do you make a song where all the instruments are kind of playing the same rhythm and the same riff just seem like big? Yeah. The song like has life to it. It's, it's got width. I, I don't really know how they do that. And a lot of bands are able to do that too. Like rage against the machine. Yeah. The bass player and the guitar player basically play the same shit. And the drummer's like, not like doing a whole lyrical right. drumming approach, which I never really understood what lyrical drumming meant, but I, I guess it means like, He's this drummer is playing with the band. He's right. not like playing out. How right. does it sound so alive as opposed to just like the one riff being repeated over? So specifically with this song, and then with a lot of Rage Against the yeah. Machine songs, is if you notice a lot of like the verses or the intros or the sections that are not the chorus, mm-hmm. a lot of the times are either like single or like dyad parts. It's like a riff. Yeah. And then the choruses is like big chords. So there's like this dynamic thing. Oh, that happens. That, that just happens. makes it, everything feel bigger. Yeah, because everyone, so so everyone's playing the riff and it sounds nice and big. Like when we think of Rage Against the Machine, those riffs are huge. Yeah. Because the whole band is playing this sick riff. But then as a dynamic band, everyone then goes and starts playing the mm-hmm. chorus and there's the dynamic raise. It just makes everything else seem. Yeah. I, and it's a perfect example is this song and Rage Against the Machine. It's perfect examples. Well, I always think about them. Same thing with, and you see it in Audio Slave all the yeah, time too. Yeah, I always think about that because I'm like, okay, harmonically this song is like, it's really interesting. It gets cool in the chorus, but mm-hmm. it's. I wouldn't say that it's like dense. It's just that for most of the song, it's literally three notes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like. It's that walk up. I think what is I, I think I even know how to play it. It's just like A B C. Yeah, I think just A A B C A B C. And it's like it it just but it doesn't feel it doesn't get boring or anything. And no. it's like and I guess like the the melody does a lot for it, doesn't it? The, the vocal, vocal melody, melody carries yeah. it. Yeah, that's a cool vocal melody. I yeah. love I love a melody that is just kind of like a weird, like falsetto-y. or just like a weird shape, like the like. Feels like he's just descending notes of some strange, is, right. some, some strange scale, like not quite a minor scale, right? But it's probably a mode. Yeah, probably, bro. Probably, probably bro. Dorian, probably Phrygian, bro. Phrygian, <laughs> you know, the major scale <laughs> is the only real scale. Like the minor scale is really just a mode. Okay, bitch. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, how come you're so good at music theory compared to people? Like, because you you don't really do you play guitar a lot. No, not any not much anymore. You, I think it was just something I was I was able to just latch onto yeah. like when I was young, and it just made sense. So that when I did like go on to like further music theory studies, it's, it's all because it's cumulative. Yeah, and if you understand the fundamentals, and you can understand further down the line. It's like I know we're getting off off topic, but I'm just like I was thinking about it the other day. I can't remember why I was probably watching. I think I was watching like a Wes Montgomery performance, uh-huh. and he was just like ripping out these crazy inversions of chords right. just whatever and i was like i was like how come luke is the only person i know who knows these these things because like i know all these cats who like went to jazz school but mm-hmm. they can't play half the shit you can play i'm like how the fuck does he know so Man. i'm like i'll ask him on that on the podcast yeah <laughs> when you go to a pretty much almost an all men's school yeah. music school you, you end up just playing a lot <laughs> i'm like this dude just knows all these fucking inversions like he can hear them too i, I was really into inversions yeah, okay. you know i just was really into it because they made cool sounds people you once you get into like inversion world it's like yeah chords kind of become different 
things. That well, that's why I don't understand inversions because, right. like, how is a third inversion of like an A major chord an A major? It's not. It should be called something else. It can be exactly. Yeah. But, but it should be called what? What's the? Third, would that be like a C sharp? Yeah, it's the minor nine. Something, yeah, yeah. But if you have like a major seven chord, you can also have like the minor nine yeah, of another chord. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's so dense, you know, it's so dense. Meanwhile, but the thing about the music theory, it's like, it's funny, and you really have to dial in on its theory because all the rules can be broken. Yeah, yeah. And then once you get into like this matrix world, and what really blew my mind is when I took this class in college called reharmonization techniques, mm-hmm. and the teacher was like, listen, you can do whatever you want, but there's a couple things I'm going to show you but there are no rules yeah, and it course. fucking blew my mind. And I was like, Oh, we're making all this up. Yeah. You, it's just a way to kind of like another way of thinking about it. Exactly. But, it's all it is. Another way of thinking about but it. Realistically, it's just sound. I know. And sound doesn't really play by any rules necessarily. I do have this really funny story okay, yeah, about yeah. reharmonization techniques. <laughs> I don't remember a lot from college, but I remember this like the back of my hand. Um, I was in class and for some reason I ended up in a class with like a bunch of like Japanese students, like from Japan, because the school is super international. Mm-hmm. And I remember a teacher being really old and wearing hearing aids. And he had like a very thick Boston accent. So I think it was just hard for some of these kids to understand him. And so whenever he would turn around and start writing on the board, they would like whisper to each other to like to, you know, either translate or ask each other questions and he he would kind of hear it and he would just be like huh what (laughs) and everyone would be like and everyone would be like dead dead still (laughs) and it would would happen constantly for a whole semester that's so funny they would because they they i don't know if they just i had trouble understanding him sometimes because he would just he's so smart but he would just go on these tangents, and I think they were just helping each other out. For sure. And they would, huh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd like turn around really fast. Dude, this sounds like some. Oh like, my god! One of those things in classes that would make you die of laughter. I would die like, running on little sleep. And yes, like, this is the best part of my day. Is I loved that class. Not, not understand. I loved each other. that class. Oh, it was so amazing. It was so funny. Man, well, we got to look this up before we get out of here. But yeah, apparently, yeah. um, Be- Weezer covered. Africa by Toto. Yeah, my oh, this is amazing. And, and, and you so apparently Toto's got a version of yes. Hashpipe. Yes. I've not listened to it. Yeah, can we pull this this shit up? Yes, they yeah. do. I was like, oh, I want to listen to it on the podcast for the first time. Um, not that, not the Africa. The Toto did a version of Hashpipe. Oh, you want? Oh, yeah, you flip yeah, it. Yeah, 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 flip it. Which is funny for those of you that don't know, Toto uh, is the band who played on Thriller by Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so sick, dude. God. Produced by Quincy Jones and mixed by Bruce Swedeen or Sweden. We never. Yeah, know. I guess. I guess. I guess we have to figure out the what is it? The entomology. I think it's Swedeen, but it might like, be Swedeen. Is ma- it French? I don't know. It might be French. <laughs> cool. So, sounds like a different key. It's definitely it. Ha- yeah. yeah. Oh. Ooh. Okay. We need now. We just need like the Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> he went full voice on it yeah yeah i like these these like slightly more metal things yeah it's more metal yeah huh yeah nice tambo it sounds like the fucking dude from weezer is singing on this track though, i know the backup. what's funny is they went 
for like how Weezer sounds. Yeah. But if we switch over um, to the Weezer version of Africa. Yeah, which is a pretty great recording. It's cool, different. Yeah. Ooh. Africa's just kind of a cooler song than Hashpipe, too. Even though we've been talking about Hashpipe in the last 20 minutes. Should we take him out on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take him out. Uh, thanks so much for this. Oh, we got to do MVP of the song. What's the MVP I mean, of the song? I mean, I love the bass. The bass. I'll yeah. go with the vocal melody. The I think vocal it doesn't melody, work it does tie you yeah. down. Fuck the riff, you know, the bass is the whole song. I know. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word. We've got a Patreon, uh, an Instagram page. I'll put a link to that shit in the show notes. Patreon shit is going off. We've been traveling. We've been to... Uh, We've been to the Philippines. That was, We've been that was fun. We the Philippines some, was sick. Yeah. Make sure you rate and re- review the podcast, but also just tell people to listen. Uh, we got a lot of good episodes coming for you. Um, thanks so much for listening to this. <laughs> I feel so like a real radio person. Like <laughs> Headphones off. Yeah. <laughs>